Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good evening, Khuyanant, Mulwani, and a hearty welcome to the Shahid Akali show. Well, I haven't spoken with you for two weeks, and it feels for me like a long time, and I've missed you. That's how it feels. And you know what? Tonight I come back and I'm so excited because I have a very special guest and and we are going to speak about very special and important things that we yeah well, that we're going to be addressing. So in the studio with me is Sheikh Dafir Najjar. Assalamu alaikum Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And and our listeners, you know, just for you to know that we're going to be starting, a, you know, a series of programs, Sheikhs in and out of South Africa. So whenever we can get Sheikh to be a part of the program, we're going to, you know, ask him to be and to do that for us. Tonight, we're going to speak and start the program with humbleness, humility, our hearts that have to hold humbleness and how that would impact on us as Muslims and how we live with the creation of Allah, inshallah. That will be the focus of the start of tonight's program. But before we get to that, we know that we have lost a scholar of Islam, a an alim, a Molana, a loved person in the community, um, in the person of Molana Karan, who was buried today. And may Allah put noor in his kubur, inshallah. Ameen. So before we start the program, Sheikh, I'd like for you to share a thought on Molana's passing and also to make dua for him and all the deceased, inshallah. Bismillah rahman rahim Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa ba'd. Allahumma la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana. Allahumma zidna ilma warzukna fahma ya rabbal alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Good evening, Mawali. After we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, peace and blessings unto our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu his family, his friends, and all those who follow him. Ya Shahida, in the Cape Town, if not South Africa, and many international communities, organizations that I know that the Maulana himself has been attached to. It's a great loss, a sad loss. For us as a Muslim community to have lost such a great man, a great scholar of Islam, a great contributor to the betterment of this community of ours. But in the same time, we say we are sad, but we do not lose focus to say also that we are satisfied in the qada and qadr of the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. You know, when the Nabi Sallallahu children passed on, the male side of, and at the time of death he used to say, we are very sad of your departure, but we do not say things that will dissatisfy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he shed a tear, mm-hmm. the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Yes. So indeed, we as a community are sad. Yeah. I can well imagine, yes, the families of the Maulana. Absolutely, Allah. Our du'as and our sympathies goes out to them. Inshallah. And may I take this opportunity to say he was not only the father of the Quran family, but he was the father of the Muslim community. Yes. Because of his contribution that he has uh, contributed towards the betterment of the Muslim community. Yeah. 
And on that, inshallah, we say the hadith of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi by saying that the person uh, that dies, there's three things that will never cut off from him. One of it is, is the knowledge, leaving a, 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 a salih child behind, yad'u law that make dua, and the maulana has left children behind. And one of a great scholar also, Maulana Taha Qirani's son, a great scholar, a person that is really involved in many things. And I think, alhamdulillah, if we look to Maulana Taha Qiran, uh, his son, I think, is in the direction of his father. Alhamdulillah. And for that, we can see that the Maulana Qaran, Yusuf Qaran, is indeed contributed. So, inshallah, we make dua that Allah must grant him Jannatul Firdaus. And all this is Allah must grant him Jannatul Firdaus, inshallah. Inshallah, ameen. And shukran very much for that, um, Sheikh. We now have to take commercial news. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with our program. you have just tuned in assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh i'm shahida kali and tonight i speak with sheikh dafir najar and our focus is humbleness in the heart of a muslim and how that will allow to play itself out in relation to the creation of allah so sheikh to start of the program, you know, and I, I, I'm, I don't even have a question. I just want to say, <laughs> please go ahead and start the program. Yeah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh and good evening ladies and gentlemen. After we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, peace and blessings unto our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu his family, his friends and all those who follow him. Shaida, I'm going to start this program because there's many things that we want to link up uh, with this particular uh, programs that we would like to have, like you have, ma- like you have made, ma- like you made mention. And I want to start off with the ayah. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I firmly believe that if not all but many of our listeners tonight knows this particular understanding and knows this ayah. وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةِ And when your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the angels I will place on this earth a viceroy, a khalifa. Yes. That is where my focus wants to be and start off. Mm-hmm. This word Khalifa. Yes. And the reason why is so that we can understand the purpose of our creation. Apart from we have to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. And that is what Allah has created us for. But that Khalifa is yes. all about to carry out what Allah wants from us. 
what a beautiful focus. I mean, I can really just become very excited about it. Yes. Yeah, you see, so yeah. it's to carry out what yeah. Allah wants. Yeah. Now, on the, that basis, Allah wants only good for us. So it's almost like we have to be a representative of That's Allah. That's exactly what, what Khalifa is, is yes. all about. Yes. You represent Allah in to carry out whatever Allah wants good from you. Right? Yes. And I think from that is very important that we understand our purpose. And we understand and we have to live in this life. We have to live with one another, not the way I feel like. Or the way everybody's society feels like. But the way Allah wants us to live. Mm-hmm. And I use this example normally. Yes. I say, when the bridegroom says, Kabil to what does that mean? Yeah. Is it just a ritual whereby we utter these words and the bridegrooms walk out of the masjid or the place where he've uttered the words of Kabil to with half of his iman? According to to my humble understanding, it is so powerful words according to Sharia that if we really analyze it, that the reason why I'm saying so powerful because it's attached to Iman. A nikah nusful Iman, marriage is half of Iman. So, but what does it really mean? Yes, sir. It virtually means that the moment you have, when you say as a bridegroom, Kabil to nikahaha, you have signed a contract by Allah to do what? To look after my wife, not the way I feel like, or the society feels like, or any human being for that matter, the mother, let us say the mother, your mother, or her mother, or your father, or her father, no. But you have signed a contract by Allah to look after my wife the way Allah wants me to look after her. And the, Nabi, or the way the Nabi is prescribed unto me. That's the power of the words. Now the word Khalifa is very powerful. When the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this to the angels. So there's a purpose then for this Khalifa who is us as mankind to live accordingly. Yes. And to carry out certain things accordingly. And therefore, we come in by saying, one of the aspects is, how do I live with one another? How do we live with one another? How do I live as a husband towards my wife? My wife towards me as a husband? My children? How do I live as a father towards them and they towards me? My neighbor? Muslim or non-Muslim? That is an important aspect of this Khalifa. So, so Sheikh, what you're describing is how can I be the, the best Khalifa um, in relation to how do I present um, what Allah wants me to present to the world to interact with as well. Precisely. And, and that is how I win the heart of the world if you think of the, of the way in which the Prophet Muhammad wasalam, conducted himself. I would like for you to hold the thought because my goodness it's time for us to take commercial news again. <laughs> so please can we have that? I'm from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape.
Welcome back. I'm Shahida Kali and I'm speaking with Sheikh Dafir Najjar and we are focusing on humbleness, humility and how that should impact on ourselves as Muslims and more so as Sheikh has explained when we see ourselves as a khalifa on the dunya and a khalifa instructed by the creator Allah now I'm excited Sheikh because I want to ask you if we then look upon ourselves as a khalifa each one of us how and where does it start is the place to look then in the heart from which the behavior the attitude and so on will grow Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim again Shahida if we look to this like like the question that you have asked very important but the moment we understand mm-hmm. our purpose yes within the context of the word khalifa yes then automatically it gives us whereby i will say taghda'u lil haqq you submit to what is truthful okay you submit then to allah like i use the example of that bridegroom when he uttered the words of qabiltu nikaha so there is a certain responsibility that allah has placed upon him that he must carry out now that is a contract is signed by allah in the heavens so from that particular angle when we've accepted the term khalifa which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us so automatically i submit to haq to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where every part of my body submit to it of course the center point is the heart but it is every part of, of the body, body. Okay. that must submit right. yes yes the, the your heart is the starting point mm-hmm. your heart is the soul center mm-hmm. your heart is where everything comes to but yes. it comes to where every part of it becomes part of it okay my heart cannot be right yeah. if my hands do something wrong sure my heart cannot be right if my tongue is not uh, uh, uh doing the thing that we ought to do from a sharia aspect mm-hmm. so it is then a submission to what Allah wants the haq and you carry it out and whoever tells you about Islam you will accept when it's right mm-hmm. and i think that to me is the first point of departure okay my humble submission yes and through that we find if we look to sayyidina abu bakr radhiyallahu an for an example when he made his inaugural speech yes sir what did he say right now term we term him as khalifa remember we yes. say abu bakr said in abu bakr the first khalifa. khalifa yes right now look at him when he made that inaugural statement or speech he said ya ayyuhan nas inni hulitu alaykum wa lastu bi khayrikum oh mankind i've been made your leader but i'm no better than what you are mm-hmm now look at that okay and on that i just want to ask because this is what i've been thinking of you know sheikh i wrote down if we speaking about humbleness then we speaking about the opposite of arrogance per- perfect it's totally the opposite of, of arrogance. arrogance the absence of arrogance and and and, and, and if you look why i i've said that earlier on istaghdha lil haq is to submit to the truth yes and the opposite of that is kibr yes you reject truth Yes. And you look down as the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and you look down onto people. people. But humbleness you submit to truth. Yes. And you don't look down on people. 
You are there to help people. And when you say people, are you talking about Muslims? All mankind. Because look at Sayyidina Abu Bakr. Ya ayyuhal nas. Oh mankind. He didn't say ya ayyuhal muslimun or ya ayyuhal mu'minun. And how many ayats in the Quran Allah speaks ya ayyuhal nas. So it is all mankind. Nabi Salawatullah, Rahmatun lil alameen. For all mankind. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Oh Lord of the universe. So Islam is a religion that encompasses and look after non-Muslims also. Doesn't mean when a man is a non-Muslim that I must now start to fight him. If you look to how the Nabi speaks about his neighbor, right? The Jibreel alayhi salam thought, uh, 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 thought that the way the speaking about the neighbor at that particular time, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the haq of the neighbor, that they thought the neighbor will inherit you. Muslim or non-Muslim? And Say three times it. Wallahi la yu'min. He can never be a true believer if he harms his neighbor. Muslim or non-Muslim. So yes, Islam. You know what's so beautiful about our religion, Shahida? Before uh, I, I know you want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. I look to the dog that has caused a man to enter Jannah. An animal. And we all know the story. That man that came out of the pit, he went down because he was thirsty, quenched his thirst, came up and saw the dog with his tongue out. And he said, فَقَدْ أَصَابَنِي مِثْلُ مَا أَغَادُ الْقَلْبِ مِثْلُ مَا أَصَابَنِي What has ever happened to that dog, the same thing has happened to me, also thirsty. So he went down, took his shoe, put water in it, come out a few times up and down, quench the thirst of the dog. And the Nabi Wasallam said, because of that, the man went to Jannah. Then we all know about a lady that didn't give nice uh, treatment to a cat. And because of that, Jahannam was waiting. Now, if that is an animal, what about human beings? And when I speak about human beings, I always think when we come at the first creation of mankind, Nabi Adam salam, where some of the scholars interpreted this way. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِذَا سَوَّيْتُ وَنَفَخْتُ فِيهِ مِنْ رُوحِ فَقَعُوا لَهُ سَاجِدِينَ When I fashion him, Nabi Adam. Yeah. وَنَفَخْتُ فِيهِ And when I blow my soul into him. What must we do? What is the command? Make sujood. Sujood not in a ibadah form. Sujood in respect. respect. Now, many scholars comes up with the idea to say, that we have to respect mankind yes. because of the soul that has been blown into mankind by mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it, it doesn't ask religion. We have to respect people. Look at the Nabi sallallahu He respected all mankind. Yeah. It was never a personal revenge individual. So when Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anha made this statement by saying, Ya ayyuan nas, O mankind, I've been made a leader, now better what you are. When you see me, I do the right thing. What is haq, what is correct, then support me. But when you see me do the opposite, the batil, the opposite of haq is batil. Don't support me, stop me. But he takes something very, fur- very important further than this. And he make mention about 
the people that's been oppressed. Yes, yeah. And he makes something very beautiful here. Now, imagine, remember, he starts off by saying, Ya ayyuannas, O mankind. Yes, yeah. Now, mankind here include non-Muslims also. Yes. Any other religion for that matter. Mm-hmm. So he's speaking to all mankind. Allah aqwaakum indi ad-da'if hatta akhudul haqqalaw. The most powerful by you, by me, is the weak ones until I take what belongs to them. Subhanallah. In other words, even a non-Muslim, if he or she has been harmed, I will make sure, or unjust and I've treated unfairly, I will make sure that justice prevails. And I, I think that is critically important, Sheikh. Because and and again, if we bring it to our everyday life, yeah. then we have quite a lot of intermarriages of people who had um, embraced Islam and so on. And so there would be within my immediate family, I would have Christians or non-Muslims, um, people of other faiths who would be my my parents-in-law, my family-in-law, my sister and brother-in-law. How if if I have to extend this humbleness, do I extend this humbleness to this family who is not Muslim? Because I think sometimes people struggle with that today. No, we have to respect them. Let me narrate to you a story quickly, Saida, on that particular point. Mm-hmm. So that most probably historically what has happened in the time of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi we can see how we treat that. You know, you mentioned uh, 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 about the intermarriage, for an example. Yes. And when I say intermarriage, whereby, uh, be it one except Islam, yes. and your in-laws is perhaps a non-Muslim or so, yeah. how do I respect that? I can only answer you via the Quran, via happening that took place in the time of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu There was this Sahabi by the name of Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas. Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas accepted Islam. His mother was very fond of him and him of his mother. And of course, at that particular time, Sa'ad didn't openly say he accepted Islam. Because most probably he will know, he knew the consequences, what his mother will do. But somehow or the other, the information came to his mother. Yes. And his mother called him. And she said to him, Ya Sa'ad, فَقَدْ بَلَغَنِي أَنَّكَ أَسْلَمْتَ The news has come to me that you have accepted Islam. She said, Naam. He said, Naam. Yes, my beloved brother. So what she said to him? She said to him, Ya Sa'ad, إِن كُنْتَ تُؤْمِنْ بِمُحَمَّدٍ حَقًّا فَاسْمَعْ كَلَامِهِ فَإِنَّ الدِّينَ مُحَمَّدْ يَأْمُرُ بِبِرِّ الْوَالِدَيْنِ Um, Sa'ad, if you truly believe in Muhammad, salawatullahi alayhi, then you must listen to me as your mother, as the religion of Muhammad commands you to obey the parent. Naam, ya ma, utlubi. Said, oh, my beloved mother, yes, what is your request? I'm listening to you. She said to him, Indeed, in kuntati Muhammadin haqqan fasma'a kalami, ana a'muruka an takfur bi Muhammad. If you really believe in Muhammad, then you listen to what I have to say as your parent, as your mother, I tell you to turn against Muhammad. What did he say? Now look at the philosophies he's using. 
Yeah. At that time, of course, he was non-Muslim. Yeah. He said, Wallahi ya ummi, in kanat laki mi'atu nafsin takhruju nafsun ba'da nafs, ala an akfura bi Muhammad, lan akfura bi abada. And he walked away. Say, as true as Allah, Wallahi, O my beloved mother, if you have a hundred souls and one soul is leaving the body after the other, that I must turn against Muhammad, I will never turn against him. And he walked away. Where to? To the Nabi, salawatullah. He must inform the Nabi, this is what has happened. And as he came to the Nabi, salawatullahi alayhi, the Nabi said to him, فَقَدْ أَبْلَغَنِي عَلَّامُ الْغُيُوبِ Indeed, the one that knows the absence, has indeed informed me what has happened between you and your mother. Mm-hmm. And what happened? So down came Jibreel alayhi salam with an ayah, Surah Al-Luqman, وَسَيْنَ الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ We advise mankind to be kind to their parents. حَمَلَتُوا أُمُّ وَهْنًا عَلَى وَهْنٍ وَفِصَالُوا فِي عَمَيْنِ أَنِّشْكُرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيْكَ that indeed the mother has carried you pain upon pains. And breastfed you for two years. Thank me. Indeed be thankful to me and your parents. But if they command you to turn kufr against me or do things that you ought not to do, then don't obey him. Very important. But be kind to them. Yes. Don't be rude to them. Even if they are non-Muslims here. Even if they command you to do something wrong. Against. Yes. Don't be rude to them. Saad was listening to this ayah. Send down to the Nabi because of this happening. Yeah. Now take note to my humble understanding again, Shahida. Yes. And dear listeners. This ayah came down onto a happening of a non-Muslim mother, mother where the command came that we must respect her. Muslim is the son, mother is non-Muslim. To the, to according to Sharia, Saad ibn Abi Waqas did not respond to the mother the way Allah wants him to respond. Hence the ayah came down. And what is Saad then said? Sa'ad said to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ummi, make dua for my mother. Now he got the message. He knows now how to treat the mother, who was a non-Muslim. But dear listeners, what is important for me, that can you imagine an ayah of the Qur'an, a few ayats of the Qur'an came down because of a disrespect shown of not the way the Sharia wants us to show respect to a mother that's a non-Muslim. This is a Allah tells us the question that you've asked now that yes. will answer many a question, isn't right. it so? And I, and I think importantly, Sheikh, is when we look at when Allah does something, so when Allah shows the respect in the, the, the Allah shows the absolute position that Allah puts this mother who yeah. is a non-Muslim mother, that Allah 
has a part of the Quran that is revealed and it's attached to this non-Muslim mother. But I think it's so beautiful because it goes about the mother, but it also goes about a non-Muslim person in relation to a Muslim person who has actually done something. And I think what is very important also, many at times circumstances that we find ourselves in, like you have made mention. Yes. And I think respect is a very important aspect. That is what we said, the Khalifa. The Khalifa, yes. We got to carry out this concept of Khalifa. Mm-hmm. And this is what Sharia commands from us, mm-hmm. to always show respect. So, you know, so when yeah. we regard ourselves as a Muslim, and Sheikh mentioned submission to Allah, then we need to relate ourselves and our actions and our very being as a Khalifa. Pre- of Allah. Precisely. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what we have to understand. Because when Allah said to the Malaikats, I'm placed on, on the earth Khalifa. So we got to carry that out, that, that yes. honorable title that Allah has given mm-hmm. us. Yes, I know we human beings. Yes, I know. Every Bani Adam must make a mistake. Allah, Islam allows it. But it is, we have to try our best, as we will say. But I just want to come back very importantly. And, and Sheikh, I'm going to ask Sheikh to hold Sheikh's thoughts because here we go again that it's time for us to take commercial news. And when we come back, Sheikh, Sheikh will share his thoughts. Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 We continue with our program that is focusing on humbleness, particularly Sheikh is speaking about when Allah He has given us the responsibility to be a Khalifa on this dunya, and Sheikh is busy explaining what does that mean. I'm speaking with Sheikh Dafir Najjar. Sheikh, you had a thought that you were going to share yeah. with us, and then I have a question that I'm <laughs> sitting with. So please, you go first. Yeah, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I think I just want to carry out. That particular story, what happened between the Saad ibn Abi Waqas and yes. his beloved mother. Okay, sure. Because when he heard this, what the Nabi now have said was, it's been revealed. He said to the Nabi, Udu'u li. Udu'u li ummi. Make dua for my mother. And I that, think, that, so, yeah. so just, just on that, that's the question I was sitting with, yes. Sheikh, please. I'm going to interject just to ask. Sometimes there's confusion about can I make dua for my parent or loved ones who are non-Muslim? Yeah, I think what is important here is what was the request from Saad ibn Abi mm-hmm. Waqas? The request when Saad ibn Abi Waqas is asked the Nabi Sallallahu to make dua for his mother was the mother wants to accept Islam, must accept Islam. So, so yes, guidance, 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 guidance for, to the heart. Oh Allah, guide my mother. Oh Allah, guide my father. There's nothing wrong. But we don't ask like we will say for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Especially people that oppose. It's not that Khalifa as we will call it. Mm-hmm. Here we're referring to uh, surely uh, people that are making shirk with Allah, that are munafiks, you know, uh, these type of people that uh, continuously do these things. 
uh, then Allah speaks about it. Whether you make dua for not dua, Allah will never forgive them. Okay. Because they must make tawbah. They must come back to Allah subhanahu right. wa ta'ala. So the same thing here, but it's nothing wrong in asking oh Allah, guide them. Mm-hmm. Oh Allah, let them come to Islam. Oh Allah, do this. Oh Allah, yeah, you know. And so. I- from that I particular, just, I just always hold on to the fact that Allah is so merciful. Definitely, our, you know, we make dua, we ask Allah what are in our hearts as as slaves of Allah, and Allah will make the decision in terms of how Allah will respond. Perfect, and He will respond to us whenever He feels is fit and good for us. The time to respond. Yes. So here, Saad ibn Abi Waqqas, yeah, he has requested the Nabi Sallallahu that he must make dua for his beloved mother to become Muslim. Yeah. And he walked to his mother. Now he wants to go and apologize because according to this, he didn't treat his mother accordingly. And you know, the beauty of the Sahab is It's always when they feel they have done something or they've been corrected. They are first to go and ask for forgiveness. And I think oh, this is very what important. Exam- what an example. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is what Saad implements. You know, yes. You know, it reminds me of, 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 of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. One day, uh, he was walking and some of the Sahabi said, Salman al-Farisi, some of them, Sayyidina Bilal, one or two others. And Abu Sufyan came by and Abu Sufyan is not Muslim at that particular time. So they have uttered some words that wasn't impressed to Sayyidina Abu Bakr. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr said to, 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 to them, uh, how can you say like this to the leader of Quraysh? Now we all know Abu Sufyan was one of the leaders of Quraysh. And he said it in, in, in such a way whereby it could be interpreted that he got angry for them. Mm-hmm. And he went to the Nabi. When he came to the Nabi, and he said to the Nabi, Salawatullahi alayhi, what has happened? So the Nabi, sallallahu said to him, perhaps you have angered them, meaning the Sahabis. When he heard the Nabi said them, to him that, that perhaps maybe you have angered them, the Sahabis. Without anything, he turned around and he ran to them. And he said, Ya Ikhwani, Ya Ukhay. Now, in some Arabic terms, when you say Ya Ukhay, it badul, oh, my beloved, my beloved brother, as we mm-hmm. will say in English. Yeah. Did I make you angry? So they say, but who can become angry with Abu Bakr? And they add still on. When they say, who can become angry with Abu Bakr? Ghafar Allah, may Allah forgive you. But look at the response of Sayyidina Abu Bakr. And it's critically important because, Sheikh, remember that your focus, you know, is and of the program, respect and humbleness. humbleness. And Khalifa and the important ingredient of humbleness when you are a Khalifa. And it is really true. I think humbleness allows us to do and to submit to um, and to actually uh, take us to beautiful acts, isn't it? Now, now, mm-hmm. The way Sayyidina Abu Bakr yes. was, was, was concerned. Right. That uh, how could I anger the Sahabis? Sure. Although, according to them, he didn't do it. 
But he thought is it. And the Nabi yes. said, perhaps you have angered them. Right. He didn't say you angered them. Perhaps. Yeah. So he turned around and he ran to them. Uh-huh. And he, you know, it, it, it shows us the quality yeah. of Sayyidina Abu Bakr. Mm-hmm. And the quality, if I have done something wrong, right. I must submit myself to the aspect of let me stretch out my hand. Yes. And I think, Sheikh, you know, when you say when I've done something wrong, and I mean, in his case, it was even um, if there is the possibility that Precisely. I've done something yeah. wrong, yeah. let me take the responsibility to have the humbleness that allows me to say, I am so sorry. Now, this is exactly where it comes in. To look at mm-hmm. Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas. Yes. When the ayat came down, mm-hmm. now it's confirmed. Yeah. That I perhaps did not treat or I did not treat my mother who was a non-Muslim accordingly. Mm-hmm. I must go to her now. Yes. I must go and correct. So as he comes into the house, what did the mother say to him? The mother asked him, Aina Muhammad? Where is Muhammad? Ya Allah, where is Muhammad? Sahad so got a shock as we will say. She said, Take me to Muhammad. Now you must understand, Saad is in that frame of mind of, I did my mother wrong. Yes. So automatically the response will be, let me take her. Yeah. (laughs) So he took her to Muhammad. As you will sometimes say, not asking questions. Yeah. So she came to the Nabi, Salawatullahi Alayhi. And what did she do? She said to the Nabi, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. وَأَشَهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Subhanallah. Now, you, you, would, you will make me cry. <laughs> I look at that word, yeah. Sayyidah, yeah. and dear listeners. Yes. And I said to myself, Subhanallah, the Nabi made dua. Right? Ayats came down on somebody that was a non-Muslim Whereby this ayat educate us to respect the mother even if that mother is a non-Muslim. The respect and the regard for her. And uh, wow, what a beautiful example. And we all know the Nabi's dua is mustajab. Yes. And she accepted Islam. I can imagine. And, and, and she, you know, just hold your thought for a minute. Yeah. If we can use that example and see how when we respect and regard a human being, notwithstanding what their religion is, what it does to their heart. Definitely. Because what, how did it impact on her that she knew that she was respected and regarded by Allah in, in that the way in which she was treated would mean the result would be that that a surah of the Holy Quran would be revealed. Some ayat. Yeah, yeah, and some ayat, yes. And I, I think, but, and I'd like Sheikh to comment on that, but we have to take commercial news. Tonight it seems as if the commercial news are coming so quickly. <laughs> so please, can we have it? <laughs> Shukran. Uh-huh.
Shahida Kali and I'm speaking with Sheikh Dhafir Najjar and we are focusing on humbleness as a Muslim and as the instruction by Allah when Allah instructs us to be a Khalifa on this dunya. So and what does that mean in our lives and more so in relation to the creation of Allah notwithstanding if you are a Muslim or a non-Muslim. Unfortunately, so fast we are going to the end of the program. Sheikh, I would have disturbed your line of thought. Please share yeah. it with us. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Yes, Shayda. If we look back quickly yes. to Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas. Yes, Sheikh. When he got into the house, I can well imagine in what manner he went in. Yes. That his mother responded to him in a way that way is Muhammad. Yes. He's, you know, they say action speaks louder than words. Yeah. Your body language. Right. So I think Saad Ibn Abi Waqqa's body language at this moment was so much humble. Yes. That it affected his mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thinking that, of course, it is only the religion of Islam that could have humbled him the way he did that. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is... Where Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said something very beautiful. He said, Al-kibr ala nas dhal. If you're arrogant onto people, it will only degrade you. I can take the opposite then to say, if you're humble on the people, yes. it will only uplift you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is very important, when we are humble, yeah. That is the first description mm-hmm. of ibadat that will lead us to success. Insha'Allah. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ When Allah said to the, to the, to the Jannah, تَكَلَّمِي, speak up. What did the Jannah say? According to ulama of Tafsir. Indeed, no doubt, successful is the believer. And the first description is what? Alladinahum fi salatihim khashi'un. Those who not make salah, no, no, no. Those when they make salah, they are humble in it. Mm-hmm. So even your ibadat said to us, we do, must be With done hum- humbleness. So success is attached not to ibadah alone, but it is how we do the ibadah. Mm-hmm. Take note. Mm-hmm. It's not about just making salah and you're successful. It's also about that we have to be humble when doing it. And I think also critically important, Sheikh, if you're holding the humbleness when you're making salah, when you come out of the salah that you hold on to the humbleness that it you must don't affect lose you. it, it must that affect you must you. let it affect Inna you. Salata tanha alil yes. Wal munkar. yes. If it's done accordingly, that salah will affect us to the extent that it prevents us from what is bad and evil. This Allah is Allah. the humbleness if it's done accordingly. And it must be done for the sake of Allah. Because the Nabi Sallallahu warned us in a very beautiful hadith where he says, Man tawada'a li ghina li ajlil ghina who humbled himself for richness and for the purpose of richness, two-thirds of his deen is gone. Sure. So, we have to humble ourselves wow. to mankind, yeah. to one another, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What beautiful guidance and reminder and indeed, to ourselves. This is where it comes into shahida. 
when it comes to husband and wife, it's not about point scorings. Remember, you are leaders of a family. And when humbleness creeps in, the family will also get affected by that humbleness. Mm -hmm. You will get children that's going to be humble. But if it's a point scoring scenario, yeah. where husband wants to score the points over the wife and vice versa, can you imagine what the children got to be? Mm -hmm. What type of children we got to have? And I mention this for the simple reason is a reflection of a powerful community is a great contribution from the family aspect. If the yes. family is weak, yeah. society will be weak. Mm -hmm. If the family shows respect, yes. humbleness, let us start there. Yeah. Irrespective of what? Just so respect. And I think, uh, Sheikh, critical and uh, beautiful the, the way in which Sheikh is bringing the program content to an end. Um, if you're looking at the family and Sheikh is saying, let's start there, and then we almost track, backtrack further and say, does it then not start with mum and dad, husband precisely, and wife? Precisely, precisely. And the respect there. and the regard and the humbleness that, that they will hold. And, and, and that is where I use the example of Saad ibn Abi Waqqas, mm -hmm. right? That is the ultimate. That's where the ayats yes. came down onto. Yeah. And it brings us back to then where? To the family. Yes, sure. The reason why I mentioned the family now, it is simply because at the later stage in one of our programs, we will discuss that particular aspect Inshallah. also. Inshallah. How is our role yes. from a regard of responsibility mm -hmm. in humbleness, father towards child, child towards father, mother, husband and wife, etc., etc., mm -hmm. because it's a major contribution that can be played that many a times it is not given the true haq in the true yes. understanding the true khalifa mm -hmm. of the father and the true khalifa that the mother must play yes. and the true khalifa the children must also be Inshallah. and that great contribution you know like i always promote the concept of every person in the family must do a contribution to give happiness to all the family. Yes. If one is not doing it, then everyone is affected by it. That is so true. You hurt everyone. If somebody is stepping out, yeah. if there's five in a family, I'm just saying an example, yes. a mother, father, and three children. Yeah. If one of, the one, one of the five is not playing the role, it will be affected. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's so important. And if those individuals are the true khalifas, as it ought to be, Meaning, if they carry out their role which they ought to play, then automatically it will not only be a contribution of joy and happiness to the family, but remember a, a contribution of joy and happiness to the entire community. Inshallah. And on that basis, I looked to a beautiful saying by saying, any person, اعجازو الإنسانو بنفسي دلينون if any person wants to be impressed by himself, yes, to look to himself, he is Mr. So-and-so. Yes. This Arabic saying says, sadly, it's a reflection how little his intelligence is. Mm -hmm. And this I'm not condemning no one. 
I'm just concluding by saying that we need to think about it. We, we, and we must be humble about we everything. Must be humble. And Sheikh, you know, we have to conclude our program. I really want to just say thank you very much for the contribution to tonight's program. It's been absolutely wonderful. Alhamdulillah. And what a way to start the series that we are endeavoring to have. Though Sheikh is in and out of South Africa, we have to really ask whenever Sheikh is available, he's going to contribute to my program. Inshallah. Shukran and assalamu alaikum and go home safely inshallah. I want to say to you Shahida and to the listeners and of course people of the voice of the Cape there's a nice Arabic saying that says la shukra la wajib don't thank me for my duty it is only be my pleasure and I hope inshallah that Allah must grant us all that we will be contributors to the betterment of our society and our Muslim community in particular. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and good evening to the dear listeners. Shukran so much. Now it's time for the news at 10.